Welcome to the Grave Plot Podcast. All right, welcome all you beautiful people to another edition of the Grave Plot Podcast. I am Skeletoni. I am Taylor of Terror. And this is episode 66. Seis. That's Spanish. Me no speaky. <laughs> um, so, how's it going, Taylor? Oh, fine. Yeah. You didn't sound very convincing. <laughs> I don't know. What's new? Not a goddamn thing. My dog is staring at me, being creepy. Yeah, she is. I don't know what her deal is. She wants to be petted. Petted. Um. Yeah. Well. So let's hear about your dental work. We know you got. It. <laughs> no, I actually didn't have any work done. Um, I went back to the dentist though because I was having some pain. See, here we go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Every fucking show. Well, it's like I, I went in and he wanted me to, or he wanted to like do fillings. I think. Um, Yank them and bank them. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like my my insurance is already maxed out. Like I I think my first appointment was in May. No, April, and here we are in July. And I'm already maxed out. <laughs> so I mean that speaks to two things. How fucked up my mouth is, and how, how fucked up your insurance. How, is. Yeah, um, but yeah, he went in like he wanted to do some fillings, and I just said, uh, "Let's not." Habayada. Yeah, <laughs> let's not do that right now. Um, let's hold off. Um, but he like told me that there are some that should really be done before January, and so I might end up just paying for paying at least some of those out of pocket. Well, that's fun. Yeah. They're, like, not too bad, though. I don't know if they have, like, lower rates for people that are paying out of pocket or what, but, like, like each tooth, I mean, paying over $100 for some, like, one small thing like that seems a lot, but I would have thought it would have been a lot more. But it's, like, they vary from, like, like 130 to, like, 150 or 60 or something. For, per tooth, so this is not so, not so bad. Yeah, I mean, I figure if I can do like maybe one or two a month, then I should be able to get it done soon. Uh, but no, I was having because you know I had my wisdom tooth pulled, and the tooth right next to it, I had a very big filling done on it, and I was having some pain and really sensitive to cold. And he goes in there and looks at it, and I guess because like the wisdom tooth was so close to my other tooth and they hadn't pulled the wisdom tooth yet when they did the filling that they when they put the filling in they didn't fill over part of the root so that's like exposed and very sensitive oh fun um and he thinks that maybe i also have pulpitis uh anybody that's that sounds fake (laughs) basically there are two different kinds of pulpitis reversible and irreversible Reversible is when your tooth just hurts after dental work because you had some really intense work done. And so the pulp in your tooth is just inflamed. Um, but over time, it'll eventually go away. Um, it might, may take a few weeks or a few months even, but eventually it'll settle down and stop hurting. The other is rever- irreversible, where it's the same thing, except it doesn't go away and you basically need a root canal or you just deal with pain for the rest of your life. 
or until the tooth dies. <laughs> so he th- the good news is he thinks that it is reversible. So I'm really hoping for that just based on the symptoms that I'm having. Cause I'm like I'm sensitive to cold, but not heat. And that's like a good sign. Oh, okay. So, um, uh, yeah. So that's, that's where I'm at right now. Nice. Yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else? Oh, uh, well, save this for news, right? What? Uh, my, my little, my little story. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, well, oh, I guess we start out. We got our first Patreon, uh, patron. patron. <laughs> um, some of you guys have heard from before, but, uh, Max Zaleski. He's our, our first Patreon patron, uh, and uh, we thank him for his monthly donation um, as part of our deal. I mean, I don't, what's <laughs> our terms, perks, whatever? Yeah. Or make sure to give him a, a thanks every, every episode, right? Yep. Okay. That's what he gets for his $5. You can get the same thing by going to patreon.com slash graveplotpodcast. What if we get, like, 20 people. Then you read a fucking list. Oh, Lazy Christ. shit. Fuck you. Um, what's happened uh, that's not really news, I guess? Um, we saw what Pennywise looks like. Yeah. that's And it's not terrible. It's not terrible. Um, we also saw a little bit of what Derry Maine's going to look like. Right. And it's it's going to take place in the 80s. I mean, I guess we kind of already knew that. 89 is what I... Right. So apparently there was a, uh, there was a marquee... On a theater that's had Batman and Lethal Weapon 2, which both came out in 1989. Right. So the first movie will take place in 89 and then I assume 2009, or if not, right. it might be 2019 by then. Well, um, I don't know. Maybe it would be like a Back to the Future type thing where even though Back to the Future was released in like, what, 1990, it was still 1985. Yeah. Um, but in but- the. They'll probably just put present day because that's what they do. <laughs> well, I mean, if it's going to be in '89, because it was 30 years difference originally. 20, well, 27 ish. Oh, okay. It was never like it didn't operate like it didn't operate on an Augustine calendar. It was just like or even like a lunar thing. It's just like every. I'm pretty sure it was like 27 or so years. That's when it would awaken. Okay, so that would be 2016. Okay. Well, I mean, close enough. Yeah. Um, I mean, it depends on when the second one comes out. Right. If it's... Because this one comes out next September, I believe. Yes. So, I mean, if it's the, if it's the next one comes out in 2018 or 2019. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Bill Skarsgård is Pennywise. Skarsgård. Um Didn't look too bad. Um, yeah. He didn't have the big red nose. I mean, he had a red nose, but not a... It was just painted. Yeah, but not like a clown nose, which is weird because I'm pretty sure that was part of like Pennywise's look. That like, pretty sure there like it was like he was actually described as having like a big red clown nose. And again, I could be wrong. Um, so that's that's something. The makeup's different. Yeah, he's got like lines that go. It kind of connect 
because they go down from his eyes and then connect to his mouth, looks like. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, aside from that, basically just a white face and, you know, red lips. Yeah, the big Ronald McDonald lips. Um, but, I don't know. I mean, Bill Skarsgård on his own is sufficiently creepy. He's just a creepy looking dude. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm still skeptical about him, though, because he is so young, and I don't think this is a role for a young guy. And the fact that he is Swedish and... Swedish? I think so. I'm a Swedish plumber. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, watching him on Hemlock Grove, he he's not great at hiding his accent. Mm. Um, so, I don't know. But, I mean, I guess... Beep, beep, Richie. (laughs) Would you like a balloon? (laughs) We all float down here. (laughs) Uh, um, But I guess everything we've seen so far... It's It's encouraging. Yeah, I mean, like, so far, so good, I guess. Yeah. So, whatever. Um, I think this is something that we were going to mention in Real World Horror, but not really anymore, but, I mean... Pokemon Go is like the big thing right now. Oh, God. It's fucking everywhere. Yeah. Uh, I mean, actually, you know what? Hold on. <laughs> what, what are you doing? You are not going to catch a Pokemon in my living room right now. What are you doing? Oh, the thing about this fucking app, though, it's like you have to have it open at all times. Like, you can't just have it running in the background. Oh, no wonder it's such a battery suck. Yeah, it is. Like, I was seeing things that, like, it could kill your phone from 100 to zero in, like, 40 minutes. Okay. <laughs> um, but, no, I mean, I, I I can't deny that it's, I don't know, I can't even really say it's fun. It's just something, <laughs> it, it's something to do. I mean, and, and it's entertaining at the very least. Um, but, I mean, like, you know, I've heard a lot of people saying it's, like, encouraging people to get outside and, and explore. Yeah. I don't know how much exploring I've done, but, like, my my wife and I, we go, go out for walks and stuff and just play Pokemon Go, whatever. <laughs> Take our dog and stuff. Again, That's it's, so romantic. Yeah, well, it's just like it's, I mean, it's, something, it's something to do. Yeah. It's something we can do together. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess we could go for walks without Pokemon Go, but... We, we could. Just, we just didn't. <laughs> but we are now, so... Um, anyway, but a girl in... Where was this? Apparently, this has happened more than once now. Right. I saw something this morning or last night or something. People finding dead bodies. Dead bodies. Uh, dead bodies everywhere. Apparently, this is like a dead body magnet or something. I don't know. Dead body go. <laughs> Pokemon um, dead. But uh, where, where were these? Um, One like, was in... Uh, Missouri? No. I want to say Maine. That doesn't sound right to me. I don't think so. One is in New Hampshire. New Hampshire? One is in San Diego. San Diego. And another one. Three. Three have happened. Okay. Is in. Oh, this is San Diego. Oh. Uh, Wyoming. Wyoming, that's okay. That's what Wyoming, I'm New Hampshire, and San Diego, they've all found dead bodies. These poor children just trying to find 
a fucking squirtle finding dead bodies, traumatizing them, maybe. And sitting there throwing Pokeballs at it for hours and nothing happening. You can't catch the dead guy in Pokemon Go. That, that was something I was hoping might, like, limit the amount of juice it was sucking from my phone, is if I turned off the AR. Oh. It doesn't. It's still, it still kills my phone. Um... Well, if your phone dies, maybe somebody will find it with Pokemon Go. <laughs> so uh, maybe don't let your kids go in the woods or by rivers and play Pokemon. Another guy fell off a cliff by, well, have a couple people died now? Uh, I heard about two guys falling off a cliff. I don't know if either died. Oh, I just assumed they had. I don't... Well, you would think. Although when I think falling off a cliff, I think of, you know, like the fucking Wiley Coyote. Wiley Coyote. <laughs> And then just a little puff of smoke. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, it's dangerous, and it's it's upsetting because you see these grown adults. I mean, you thought texting was bad. Yeah. Fuck me. Uh, driving on the freeway, seeing cars, just kind of, you know, not like suddenly swerve out of control, just like kind of weaving a little bit. It's like usually you'd think, oh, this asshole's drunk, but now you think... That they're probably playing Pokemon Go, so it's a dangerous thing, folks. Um, Pokemon with care, right? Yep. So uh, I guess we maybe just do some horror business now, unless there's anything else you'd like to just kind of chat about. Uh, I don't think so. Okay, horror business. So we had a couple other stories in mind for real-world horror. Um, But this one, it's a little close to home. As soon as you told me about it, I was like, we got to do this on the show. We have to talk about this. So um, this this story centers around uh, a podcast host from Washington who about two months ago started receiving... Well, not two months ago. A little secret: the host is me. <laughs> Spoiler alert! <laughs> two months ago, I got this letter in the mail. It came in like a cardboard envelope, um, and inside of that was like it, it was it was a note from like I forget exactly who it was, but like some kind of customs agency. Or like a shipping agency of some kind, um, and basically, the letter said that these were um, these items were set to be delivered, um, but the the owner is no longer alive. And after a, after a search, I I was apparently like the only living kin of this person. Which is weird because both of my parents are alive. Yeah, and you have a sister. I have a sister, yeah. And relatives. So it's... <laughs> right off the bat, already. Yeah. <laughs> a little weird. So I'm thinking... And it's, well, didn't you say it was in Russian or something? Well, that's the thing. Like, um, the, there, within that, there was another letter um, that was like... It came with like a postcard. That, like all the writing on the postcard, like the... the 
from the, like the company and like the description of the picture and stuff like that, all the, the printed stuff, um, that was all in Russian. Um, and then I think actually the, the, the writing on it was Russian too. Was there a return address? Um, I don't recall. I don't think so. All right. <laughs> but with that, there also came another letter that um, it basically said that like it was like a like a um, it was like a confession type thing. Uh, somebody describing working on this, and I did the research. This real island that was under Soviet control, where they tested biological weaponry. So. I'm holding this in my bare hands, starting to sweat a little bit. Um, and, you know, I mean, it was addressed to me, like, by name. But I'm thinking, this has to be the That was just on the outside envelope, right? Or was there something? Was no, there there was, this was stuff in the envelope. And it was all addressed to you? Yeah. Well, no, no, no. No, no, it wasn't. Like, it was like, uh, whoever may read this type of stuff. Okay. Um, uh you know, talking about like doing like tests on sick people and, you know, um, and just basically like expressing a lot of regret and guilt. Um, and you know, like it it was, it was dated like in the late seventies, I think if if I'm remembering right. Um, and like, yeah, so like all like Soviet area era stuff, but after a little bit of concern, I'm like, okay, well, somebody's just like, this is, this is some very elaborate junk mail of some kind. <laughs> uh, I don't know what, what they're trying to get. They didn't ask for anything. It wasn't like a Nigerian prince or something. Right. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, well, I mean, I showed it to my wife. I called my dad. I'm like, this is concerning should i maybe take this to the fbi <laughs> like those are something i never those are words like i never thought i'd say in my right. life it's like should i take this to the fbi um but i eventually just like i think my dad said like uh i would just kind of leave it alone for now it sounds like just like like i was saying like some elaborate scam of some kind yeah um and they said you know you're I'm like, how did they get my name and my my information? He says, well, I mean, you're you have some internet presence. I mean, you're you're on Facebook, you're on uh, all the social networks, you're a podcast host. It's like you're kind of making a target out of yourself. Like, oh, okay. Well, I guess there's some some merit to that. But how'd they get your address? Yeah. So, um, but he says, you know, I would just let it go for now. If maybe you get another one, or it continues or escalates, then maybe go to the FBI. You know, talk. Just take it to the to the to the lobby in the building and say, "Is this something I should be concerned about?" Right. Okay. So, just set it aside. Forgot about it. About a month went by, and I got another letter. Same cardboard envelope. Um, same sender. And by the way, I can't find any information about this sender. 
So that's weird. Uh, Is it where where are they based out of? Buffalo, New York. Interesting. Yeah. Um. So I I opened this one. I mean, I recognize the packaging, so I'm like, okay, well, it's this thing again. So I open it up, and again, there's a letter inside with uh, another another picture, I think. Um, this time it's like a like a journal entry almost, um, and it's talking about um, def- like just not being able to take all the lies and the secrets anymore. So it's getting really fucking weird. Um, and like having just this, these, these immense amounts of regret, regret and, um, and like, want, like uh, talking about defecting to the U.S. or the, the, you know, the EU or something like that. Um, and yeah, I had like another picture inside and it was talking about like doing tests on people and like having people die um and then also having like test subjects starting to go crazy and like attacking people and like biting and scratching them so things are starting to get fucking weird <laughs> And what what's the date on this one? Uh, this was again either the late seventies or early eighties. Okay. Um, but again, you know, despite how weird this is, I'm like, okay, somebody's like just fucking with me now. I mean, I, I'm this is entertaining, but I'm not gullible. <laughs> um, but the weird thing is, they didn't want anything. Yeah, they weren't asking for a single thing. So it's like to think it's a scam. It's like okay, they're playing the long game here. I mean, they're they're building up to asking me for something. Yeah. But again, I just thought it was junk, so I just tossed it aside, forgot about it. Um, then the other day, this is where it gets really interesting. <laughs> my wife walks in from getting the mail, and there's a big. She has a big box under her arms, and she hands it to me, and I'm like, "What the fuck is this?" Same return address. Yep. I looked at the the shipping label. I'm like, it's these fucking people again. I open it up, and like, there's some like packing peanuts, but there's also like a wooden crate inside. Like, it's it's just a small little wooden crate that's nailed closed. Like, okay, well, I gotta find like a pry bar or something to even open this fucking thing. This box is just stamped with. Like um, Soviet insignias, and just got Russian writing all over it, or like Cyrillic, you know, language. Um, I was like, I I don't even know what this says. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know what I should be expecting from this. Box. <laughs> you know, what it says do not open. Right. <laughs> but I opened it, <laughs> um, and inside, I mean, there was like a Excelsior. Like wooden Excelsior, mm-hmm. um, so I'm like digging through that, and like there's this. Once I get all that cleared out, I can see what's inside. There's something wrapped in like this old looking gauze wrap. Um, so I take that out, start unwrapping the gauze, 
and there's a test tube like strapped to uh, like a wooden display piece um and in the test tube there's what appears to be a finger <laughs> a severed finger this is the point where you went to the to the authorities right no it's on my <laughs> mantle cuz it's just like i mean it's, did i re- did somebody really send me a finger <laughs> What the fuck is this? Um, and it's funny because what was your wife's reaction to this? She was kind of basically as shocked as I am. She's extremely grossed out by the finger. I'm surprised she lets you keep it in the house. Right. Yeah, every time she looks at it, she's just it's like, that is so gross. I hate it. <laughs> I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> um, Are you planning on going to the authorities? Because I, I people know. sending you body parts in the mail seems like a reason to go to the authorities. One would think. Um, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm detecting. Well, like, let me let me finish. Along, like, inside the crate, sitting on top, was another letter and a picture of a woman. Uh, it was like actual, like actual photo paper. It had like the Kodak printing on the back. On the front was this woman, like. At the the bow of a boat, I mean, like you could see her on the ocean. Did it look old? Like it was from like the eighties? It looked even older than that, which was weird. But yeah, but, I mean, it definitely was old, or looked old at least. Um, the crate didn't look old, and that's what the confusing thing was. I mean, it still smelled like new wood. Yeah, I mean, it could, they could have just repackaged it, maybe. But. Inside, the, like, there was a letter. Um, there, there, uh, it was actually, uh, it was typed on letterhead from an actual hotel in England. I looked it up. And, like, it actually said, like, the ownership of the hotel, which I looked it up. And, like, this, that name was actually the people that owned it in that time. Like, it doesn't have the same owners anymore. And it was talking about, you know, leaving and um, talking about, you know, seeing all the horrors. Um, And, I mean, through some pretty descriptive, well, descriptive but vague language, um, it implied zombies. So, (laughs) just uh, this covered up Russian zombie outbreak. In the 70s or 80s, presumably. And Tony is the last living heir to (laughs) whoever this is, this doctor or whatever. So this is amazing. So, I mean, that's what's going on in my life. This is the best thing that's ever happened. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) Part of me really hopes it's a very elaborate viral marketing scheme. I, I that someone like is alerting us of of all people. <laughs> I I hope so because I don't want to find out that's a real finger. But clearly somebody's having a go with me. I just don't know what their end game is. I don't know what they're getting at. Right now they're listening to this and just <laughs> laughing. And like I don't know what they want from me. 
Uh, I don't know what they're trying to do, but I'm very weirded out, and I don't know what's going on. If my wife is in on it, she's playing it very coy, being very convincing. Um, I don't think my parents are in on it because I don't think my dad would encourage me going to the FBI if he knew anything about it. Right. Um, so I don't know what's going on. Unless it's you. It's definitely you not me. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's that's something that's that's going on with me. I can't even think, like, none of our friends are ambitious enough to do something like this. Yeah, nobody has my address. Well, I mean, I could get it for my wife, I guess. But again, she's acting like she doesn't know a damn thing. And she, I mean, she's, if she knows something, she's... She's not very good at hiding it. No, she's not. I'm amazed she didn't spoil your surprise party last year. <laughs> yeah, she's playing playing it off very well. Um, so I I don't know what's happening right now, but my life has gotten much weirder in the last few months. I just like every time I open these things, like uh, I need I, I feel the need to go wash my hands. Oh well, yeah, I bet. <laughs> um, so I don't know. Maybe I have some kind of biological oddity in my house. I don't know. Maybe it's a big hoax. I hope it's a big hoax. Like I said, I hope it's a marketing scheme. Yeah. Uh, and but, like you're eventually just going to get a movie poster for Subject 242. <laughs> yeah. Starring I'm, Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> because, of course. Because it's a movie. And uh, Larry Fessenden. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about him later. Right. <laughs> So, um, that's a real-world horror. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, something, I mean, on that related note, um, not, not finger-related, but <laughs> uh, we're starting to do, I mean, because we've kind of limited ourselves news-wise, um, you know, there's, there's stories that are kind of slipping through the cracks, things that we want to talk about, but just in the interest of saving time, we don't really bring it to the show anymore. Uh, I'm sure none of you missed the two-hour-long news segments. <laughs> We sure don't. Yeah. Um, I sure don't. <laughs> I'm fucking editing the damn thing. Um, Two hours of five-minute segments. <laughs> so we're going to start um, actually writing about things. Um, I mean, we're not really going to be breaking a lot of news, I guess. Um, but Although I would love to. Yeah. I mean, If somebody were to come, like if Luchagor were to finally tell us what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> yeah. I would love to put that on the site. If they give us like some exclusive, that would be awesome. It might give us some cred hint <laughs> um but uh yeah so we're gonna just gonna be although i did get an email this morning that might might lead to something oh yeah yeah don't want to talk about it on air in case it doesn't but okay um yeah so we're gonna be kind of just writing some blog posts just on our website yeah um our website's always been kind of set up like a blog just the nature of our host but um, now we're actually going to have things to read. Uh, I mean, aside from that, also book reviews. We've got mm-hmm. one up um, from about Joe Hill's uh, Fireman. Um, and another one's going to be coming up pretty soon, actually. Um, I don't know. It may be up by the time you're listening to this. I don't know because I just finished it. Uh, but Aaron Mankey, that name may be familiar if you're a lore listener. Um, he wrote a book called Grave Suspicion. Just finished it. And I'm going to write about it give you my thoughts um 
thinking maybe TV show reviews could go there too. Sure. I just started watching Stranger Things. I'm looking forward to finishing that. Then I might do a write up on it. All right. So yeah, check out uh, I mean stuff that we're doing on our website. I mean our website's always been just kind of a reference, but now it's actually going to have stuff. Yeah. So. <laughs> it's somewhere you can go more than once every other week. Right. Um, so keep an eye out for that. Um, and and so, go look at Tony's finger. Yeah. Just, oh, boy. Anyway, let's move on. So through the magic of technology... Technology! Uh, it turns out that uh, Gunnar Hansen is going to be in Death House after all. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Death House is... You don't know Death House? It's being billed as the Expendables of Horror, although Kane Hodder is not happy with that term. Right. As he told us at Crypticon. Because it's like they're, they're cameos. Like everybody but him is pretty much just a cameo. Yeah, it was people showed up for like a day of shooting. It wasn't like right. in the Expendables where it's all these different characters throughout the whole thing. Uh, but regardless, you've got Kane Hodder. You've got uh, England is not in it, right? Or is uh, he? No, I think he was going to be, but he's not. Okay, so you've got Kane Hodder, Danny Trejo, right? God, I don't even remember all the people. Um, I think Trejo's in it. Um, D. Wallace. Sid Haig. Bill Mosley. Yeah. Um, that one chick from Zombieverse that got naked. Right. Um, yeah. And, I mean, I know there's another movie coming out. Well, presumably. Where there are... I don't know. See, I'm very confused because I, I, I'm hearing stories about things that are they sound like two different movies, from what I can tell. One is Death House, and one maybe Death House, but I'm <laughs> thinking it's a different different movie. But basically, there are three like like super mega serial killers in this prison. Uh, I think that's Death House. Is it Death House? Okay, because. Like it was my impression that those were Keen Otter, Doug Bradley, and Mosley. I don't know. Okay, well, I'm very um, confused. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Death House has uh, Adrian Barbeau, Tony Todd, D. Wallace, Michael Berryman, Barbara Crampton, Sid Haig, Kane Hodder, um, Bill Mosley, um, Lloyd Kaufman. Tiffany Shepis, Felissa Rose, Bill Obers Jr., um, and then a bunch of nobodies. <laughs> Just kidding to all those people. Just kidding to all those nobodies. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but Gun- it's actually written by Gunnar Hansen. Right. Uh, for those of you who that, that don't know, Gunnar Hansen was Leatherface. I'm Leatherface. Look at me. I'm Leatherface. <laughs> uh He's going to appear digitally. I wonder what the, are they going to do like hologram Tupac thing? Yes, that would be fucking awesome. <laughs> if he just comes out and he starts singing Hail Mary, 
<laughs> Come with me, Hail Mary, run quick, see. Because um, uh, Gunnar Hansen unfortunately passed away. So he will be appearing digitally. It's probably going to be more like Terminator, where they just digitally put Arnold's face on somebody else. Maybe. It'll just be somebody in a green bodysuit or something. <laughs> then they'll just. Green Man. <laughs> green Man! <laughs> then they'll just digitize Gunner on top of Green Man. Uh, yeah. yeah, director Harrison Smith said on uh, the Brainwaves podcast, thanks to the wonders of digital technology, this is Gunner's last official appearance on screen in the film he worked so long to get made. Is it really official, though? It seems kind of unofficial because he's dead. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't know he's in it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he authorized this. I mean, I think he was supposed to be in it, if I, if I recall correctly. Well, I would think he wrote it. So you would think he would write a part for himself. One would think. Has he ever had a? Has he had a speaking role? I mean, I assume he has, but so maybe I guess that's a dumb question. But uh, wasn't he? Didn't he play like a sheriff in the remake? Did he? I know he was in um, Texas Chainsaw 3D. That that was it. Not not the first remake, but yeah, he was in. But he played one of the. Um, he played Boss Sawyer. Yeah, he was going to say he played one of the Sawyers. I mean, he's been in a shitload of movies, so I assume he had to talk in some of them. I guess, but he's like... He was in one called Chainsaw Sally, typecast. <laughs> but he's... um. He was in a movie called Brutal Massacre, a comedy. <laughs> but no, he was... um. He's Swedish or Danish or something? So what? Or Norwegian, Scandinavian of some kind, Icelandic. Icelandic. Okay. So I would I would guess he has like an accent or had an accent. Well, he moved to the U.S. when he was five. So really, okay. I thought he was older than that. Okay. Well, my mistake. Yeah. Uh, the premise of Death House is uh, two federal agents fight their way through nine levels of hell inside a secret prison. There you go. Known as the Death House. Oh, he said it. Nah. A facility-wide prison break turns their fight flight into a tour of horrors as they push toward the ultimate evil housed in the lowest depths of the earth. Could be cool. It kind of sounds like, um, I don't know, um, like um, Dante's Inferno, sort of. Kind of, yeah. In a prison. Which is kind of like hell. <laughs> I suppose. Have I talked before how excited I am about the return of Surge? Probably. It's awesome. <laughs> Tantrum! By the way, if you didn't vote pitch black, I'm going to fucking find you and kick you in the dick hole. Yeah. They keep putting that fucking thing off. Yeah, it was supposed to be revealed on Wednesday. Here it is Saturday, and they still haven't done it. Yeah, they, they're going to do it Wednesday. No, was it Wednesday? No, it's Thursday. It was the 14th they were going to do it. And then they, were gonna, then they moved it to the 15th on Friday. And now they moved it again to the 18th. So that's Monday, correct? Yeah. Bullshit. So I guess by now, by the time you're hearing this, the results may, have be, may be in. Yeah. And it better fucking be pitch black. At least. I'm starting to think. Now let me, let me share with you my conspiracy theory. And I know this is not about Death House. Although I think we were kind of done with that story, right? More or less. Um, I'm starting to think that the whole decision thing 
was a bunch of bullshit. I'm thinking that, that it was just a ploy to get people to buy like lots and lots of Baja Blast and Pitch Black, trying to basically kickstart the... Which is uh, another Mountain Dew flavor. Huh? Which is another Mountain Dew flavor. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, kickstart the live wire. <laughs> um, but basically just trying to kickstart and you know get the, get the hype train moving for both of those flavors. And I'm fairly certain if you watched the vote as closely as we did, and that was <laughs> pathetic, I know. Um, it was always like within a few percentage points of each other. Like it never got more than like I think like fifty two forty eight was the biggest gap I saw. I think I saw like forty six or forty seven at one point. Okay. But never less than that. For it to be that close all the time and it finished at fifty fifty. Now I'm not much of a conspiracy person here. We're on to you, Mountain Dew. But, yeah, I'm thinking that they're, they're delaying the, the re- reveal of the votes. I saw some guy make a very good point that if the votes were all calculated digitally, why do they need to count them? Yeah. And you, you said, like, well, they, you know, they made entries. It was like contests and stuff you could do for 500 votes or whatever. Right. But why would they wait till now to count those? Yeah, because they—that was true. They, 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 those the contest didn't last the whole length of the voting. No, they ended like last month. Yeah, I mean they they, they would last for like a few days at a time. Yeah, and they think and they, they haven't like, had any in a while. Yeah, um, there was the last one I saw. Oh my God, what a marketing ploy! Jesus Christ, it was you got five thousand votes or something like that. Oh, the fridge full. Yeah, if you yeah. if you completely cleared out your fridge, fl- fl- fridge, fridge. And filled it with either Pitch Black or Baja Blast. My QFC doesn't sell Pitch Black. It never did? Nope. That's but they, they did have Baja Blast, which made me upset. That's, that's a fucking con job. Um, yeah, so I am thinking that they are holding off the decision because they're trying to get the stores stocked with both flavors. They better stock my QFC. <laughs> I'm 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 almost 100 percent convinced. They're just gonna say it was 50 50. They're both coming back. Yeah, we, we couldn't wins. make a decision. So yeah, I mean I've, I've seen other people with that same thought process as me. So I'm I'm, I'm thinking that, that that's what they're gonna do. What are your thoughts? I don't care. <laughs> you don't care. I don't care. You don't. You don't. You don't want pitch black. Not bad. I don't really drink soda, so... Oh, well, what the fuck do you... Yeah, god damn it. I just... I hate Baja Blast. <laughs> oh, so it's not really a preference, it's just... Vindic- no, it's just voting against Trump. Yeah. I mean, Baja Blast. <laughs> <laughs> it's just vindictiveness. More or less. Uh, Baja Blast is gross. It tastes like mouthwash. And you can get it at Taco Bell anyway, so who the fuck cares? Right. I saw some person saying, like... And this is all, like, on the Mountain Dew's Facebook a conversation about the decision um, and uh, or the, the decision huh? yeah. that that that's what they called it it was democracy last year was it last year or it was a few years ago oh whatever it so, was at one point um, lost my train of thought uh, the person who was talking about Taco Bell right um, somebody said that like Oh, you know, all these people are saying that I can't get 
or you can just get Baja Blasted at Taco Bell. It's like, well, I live three hours away from Taco Bell, so I can't just go get it whenever I want. I was like, and I actually replied to it, replied to it said, okay, yeah, but even if I drive three, four, six, ten, twenty-four hours away, I still can't get Baja or uh, Pitch Black anywhere. So, assuming Baja Blast wins, you mean? Right. Yeah. Or you know, any other time. In, yeah. Unless they brought it back for like some kind of special edition or whatever, or the back by popular demand they did what, a couple years ago. Pitch uh, Black is good. It is good. I love it, and it's great like marketing too. I love like the look of it and how it like it came out at Halloween, so it's always got a special right. place in my heart. Yeah, and they, yeah, they put it out at Halloween, but ever since then it's always been during the summer that they've released it, which is weird. Yeah. I remember, like, I almost shit myself because the first time they brought it back after they took it off shelves. And, like, I don't think it was supposed to be a special edition at first, was it? I don't know. Well, they brought it back for the first time uh, during the summer, and I was down in California. And I walked, it was at my cousin's place, and I walked across the street to 7 Eleven, saw just totally unexpected, just saw a shelf full of it. I'm like, <gasps> <laughs> Drop to your knees. Ah. Yeah. Um, so I, I bought like most of them <laughs> because I don't know. I don't know how long this is going to last. So anyway. Um, okay. Anyway, Death House. Yeah, Death House. Uh, <laughs> Go see it. Next summer. Yep. No, <laughs> this fall. Oh, that's a different story. <laughs> yep. This fall. <laughs> So, um, they're remaking Flatliners. Have we talked about that before? Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know why. I don't either. Flat, I mean, Flatliners... We're like fat whiners. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> Got him so hard. Whiners Fuck on the glass. <laughs> um, but Flatliners, it was it was a good, creepy 80s movie, I guess. Fine. But... It's like, does it really need to be remade? Do most things. Well, fair enough. But it's like a point you've made several times. Uh, you know, remake bad movies. Yeah, make them good. Yeah. This one doesn't need a remake. The first one's fine. I don't really need to see a remake of it. That's the thing. Like, it's not good enough to really have... Like, I'm, I, I don't think it has a major cult following, does it? I don't know that I call it a cult following, following. No, I mean there are people that like it. So it's, like, I, it's not really popular enough that it's going to be this huge marketing machine like a Friday the Thirteenth or a Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, but it's also not bad enough where you have to like fix it. It's just it's it's there. It's, yeah, just leave it alone. Yeah, it's enjoyable as is. Yeah, it doesn't need a revamp, especially with this fucking cast they put together. Ellen Page, give me a fucking break. I I can't stand her. But Nina Dobrev, Nina Dobrev, she she's all right. <laughs> I got no qualms with her. <laughs> Except for that stupid show she was on. Jesus. Which one? Was it Vampire Diaries? Oh, she was on that? Was she the one that sent anthrax to Obama? What? Somebody from that show sent anthrax to Obama. <laughs> That's news to me. <laughs> um, but I don't think so. I feel like she wouldn't be in movies right now if she was. Cause they, That's a fair point. Yeah, they tend to frown on things like that. 
<laughs> um, but the uh, the big reveal, well, not a reveal, I guess, but um, Deadline is saying that Kiefer Sutherland, while the deal is not completely closed, he's talking about coming back to the Flatliners remake, uh, starring as a seasoned doctor. So maybe like a mentor or something. I don't know. I guess. But again, I have to ask why. Because uh, 24 is over. Yeah. I mean, like, I want to see him as Jack Bauer. I don't want to see him as anything else ever again. Um, so he needs to just go make another 24 miniseries and make me happy. <laughs> Shannon Richardson. I don't know that bitch. She's She's the Vampire Diaries actress who tried to send anthrax to obama okay well then um oh ricin sorry not not anthrax oh ricin that's she was watching breaking bad right is now let's let's put this on like a one to ten scale what's worse like ricin or anthrax the fuck do i look like a scientist (laughs) what am i some kind of science guy (laughs) Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> well, it seems like... like Maybe we should ask Kiefer Sutherland. <laughs> Anthrax is deadly like if you breathe it, but I think ricin can kill you through your skin. I thought they both could. Maybe. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I don't know science. <laughs> Anthrax kills you through your ears. <laughs> I see what he did there. <laughs> it was a very thinly veiled joke, but you got it. What are you doing, dog? Not me. That wasn't a colloquialism. <laughs> what up, dog? Not Randy Jackson. <laughs> my my dog is moving my microphone around right now. Hey, quit being a bitch. Uh, 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 she can't. Uh, um. Yeah. So the remix is it has Ellen Page, uh, Diego Luna. Name sounds familiar. Uh, Nina Dobrev, James Norton. Is that not to be? confused with jim norton or the other jim norton <laughs> i wish it was so now there's jim norton jim norton and james norton in hollywood <laughs> uh and kiersey clemens uh it's being directed by niels arden oplov or aplev who directed the original girl with the dragon tattoo and uh, i guess he works on that mr robot which is on usa i've heard that's good it's it's really popular. I hear about it all the fucking time. You probably know Diego Luna through all his telenovela work. No, maybe. <laughs> I do watch a lot of Telemundo. <laughs> um, that's actually, like, I supplemented my Spanish uh, learning in high school. I mean, like, with my classes at school, but then also watching a lot of Univision. He was in Vampires. Like, the... John Carpenter movie? Mm-hmm. Was he? Doesn't he, seem like anybody he played would be. Sancho. Sancho. I am Sancho. <laughs> Scott Bale, he is not Sancho. <laughs> I am Sancho. Um Ben Ripley wrote the script. He also wrote Source Code. Uh and also Charlotte McKinney, who's a supermodel, apparently. I don't she know. She was in a Carl's Jr. commercial in the Super Bowl last year, the year before. Oh, so just another faceless blonde then. She, she's been called, like, the next Kate Upton. Just because she has enormous tits. There is no next Kate Upton. 
There can only be one. <laughs> There's only one Kate Upton. Um, yeah, she's got huge boobs and is blonde, so she's Kate Upton. You white, you Ben Affleck. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. You are white. <laughs> I am white. Um, she's playing a nurse in a. F- <laughs> Listen to this description. Sorry, sorry to interrupt. But the other day, there was a guy passed out at the bus stop, and there were ambulance guys out there. And then was like, "What's going on?" And I was like, "Classic case of guy on the ground." <laughs> <laughs> Did you give yourself a mental high five, <laughs> or yeah. try to get one from her? <laughs> She's like, no. What are you doing? <laughs> I don't know what it is with both of our, my wife and my wife. Our wags. Our wags. <laughs> that sounds such, that's such an awful term. I don't like using it. Well, I mean, it sounds awful. Um, uh, I lost my train of thought. Oh, um, yeah, so Charlotte McKinney, she's playing a nurse in a funny sex scene. <laughs> Involving Jim Norton. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks. Does she have one scene? Is that? Like, why is that the only thing they bring up? This is pertinent information. How? I mean, why? Thank. Thanks for the sex scene. Yeah. I mean, I appreciate cool. it. Cool. Yeah. Um. Well. So this one. This is the one that's coming out <laughs> next summer. So. Look out for that. Specifically August 18th. Right. 2017. Keep your eyes open for that. I don't I still don't understand why. I, mean, I, don't, I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> anyway, so that's that. See it or don't. I don't fucking care. What am I, a cop? <laughs> The Mummy is currently filming in London, in London town, <laughs> with uh, Sophia Butella being the titular mummy, and some... And tit is right. Some some images have been circulating the internet wow, from these the filming. Looks, this looks so... Mm, this looks so dumb. Uh, yeah. Underwhelming is one word I would probably use. She doesn't look like a fucking mummy at all. Uh... She looks like she got the sexy mummy costume from the spirit store. Exactly. And then painted her face. Yeah, she's like she's wrapped in what is essentially like a like a linen wrap bikini. Yeah. For all intents and purposes. And she's like painted gray and she's got like hieroglyphs like painted on her arms. Oh, did she? I didn't even notice that. Yeah. It's but Yeah, she had like dots or something coming down from her eyes or something like that. Yeah, some shit on her face. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I imagine there's going to be some some digital enhancements. Maybe. I mean, I got to hope because that was it, like her painted gray. That wasn't even a good paint job. Yeah, it was like really splotchy. Um, I got a kind of well, I don't know. Calling it a, a fight or even an argument uh, is a bit extreme. Maybe a, a disagreement with a guy online about this. Like he was basically like trying to defend this movie and i'm just like nope this is dumb you know it's dumb don't pretend you don't know it's dumb 
Did you just say Tom Cruise is in it and drop the mic? <laughs> well, it's like I figured like that point had already been made so many times. I needed to address the fact that she didn't look even look like a fucking mummy. It was like uh, he he posted the pictures saying something like, uh, "Oh, it's, you know this looks good. I'm excited," or something to that effect. Um, and I said, "Oh, so sexy mummy? That's that's what we get." That's that, thanks Universal. And he's like, sexy mummy? I didn't even see it as sexy. All I saw, or because I'm not uh, attracted by corpses. I'm like, she doesn't look like a corpse. And that's the problem. Yeah. And I think I said, like, she she looks like she got the sexy mummy costume from the Halloween store. Um, And, yeah, he's like, well, I didn't even notice it wasn't sexy. That's what he sounded like. He sounded like Professor Frank. <laughs> well, actually, Lylan. <laughs> um, so, so fuck that guy. I, I don't suffer trolls, man. I, I fuck them up. <laughs> uh, yeah, it looks underwhelming. I, I'm sure there's going to be some some digital, probably too much digital enhancement going on. Then she'll oh, she'll yeah, look all course. kinds of bad and fake and dumb and ugly and stupid and Tom Cruise <laughs> um, and and. Uh, Fucking Russell Crowe also. Yeah. Because he's there. I mean, yeah. he's, he's, as Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Who has not, is not a universal Nothing monster. Nothing to do with the mummy. That too. But like they're, it's like, oh, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, mine now, took it. <laughs> he's a universal monster now. Uh, the mummy is about uh, a mummy. Is about an ancient queen who was thought safely entombed in a crypt deep beneath the unforgiving desert, whose destiny was unjustly taken from her, and is then awakened in our current day, bringing with her malevolence grown over millennia and terrors that defy human comprehension. So, yeah. And, and Tom Cruise is supposed to be a Navy SEAL. He is the I'm, littlest Navy SEAL. I'm pretty sure he's not tall enough to be a Navy SEAL. <laughs> he must be this tall to ride. <laughs> I think you have to be at least six feet tall. I mean, I could be wrong. And he's like four six or something. He's very tiny. He's a tiny baby person. <laughs> you can't even see him on camera. <laughs> they have to shoot him separately and then digitally impose him on scenes with other people. The cameraman have to get on their knees to film him. He has to stand on an apple box <laughs> and some phone books. He wears lips and vertical stripes. When he was driving that muscle car. Uh, in Jack Reacher, he had to sit on pillows. <laughs> That's actually a Hot Wheels. <laughs> or a Power Wheels. <clears throat> uh, and in case... Uh, <laughs> he drives up. <laughs> it's like a pedal car. He does one of those sick burnouts where you just suddenly stop the pedals and cut the wheel. <laughs> the plastic wheel falls off. It's held on by a single bolt. And every time you grind it, you slowly work like a wear spot into the plastic, and eventually you got like a, a hole in your wheel. Ka-chunk, ka-chunk, ka-chunk. Exactly. Oh, oh, fucking Tom Cruise. <laughs> um, and then, oh, Jesus, there's more. Uh, in case having, um, <laughs> but there's more. In case having uh, a mummy, and also Doctor Jekyll and also Mister Hyde in your movie isn't enough. Uh, there's rumors that Frankenstein's monster could be in there too. Because why not? <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's the fucking Batman versus Superman of Universal monsters. Oh, it totally is. They're making. I mean, they're making a uh, 
a, a superhero universe thing. Yeah. And apparently, like, we talked before about Dracula Untold not being part of it. Like, at first it was, but then it wasn't. Is it again? And it, but yeah. Have you have you watched it? No. Uh, the ending. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson <laughs> shows up. Well, he's he's in modern day. He wants to start the Universal Monsters Project. Yep. <laughs> with Clark Gregg. Um, but Dracula is in modern day, and I guess they shot that that extra scene specifically to incorporate him into this Universal Monsters universe. Dum 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 dum. Um, yeah, Javier Bardem uh, maybe playing. I, I'm kind of okay with him playing. Yeah, I mean uh, he's he's pretty solid actor. I think he'll I mean, be playing Frankenstein's monster. Uh, is that confirmed though? Uh, as of now, it's just a rumor. Okay. Um, also, it's it's still a rumor that if Frankenstein's monster is even going to be in the Mummy, but sure. they are obviously going to make one. Uh, but apparently, they're working on a Bride of Frankenstein movie and, and not a, a just. Fr- just Frankenstein. That's that's what I was made aware of. Is that they're not doing a Frankenstein movie. They're doing a Bride of Frankenstein movie. Yeah, which seems dumb <laughs> because they didn't lay down the premise first. Well, they're probably going to do it in the Mummy, right? Or backdate it in in Bride of Frankenstein. Is the Mummy going to be like, like they're doing with the Flash? Fucking four hours long. Wait, what? Is the Mummy going to be like four hours long? How are you going to have all these different stories going on? I don't know. I don't, I don't know what they're doing. All I'm telling you, all, all I can say is that it's going to be very bad. Uh, yeah, it sure seems that way. I saw a very, uh, I don't know, saying unprofessional would be going too far, I think, but like somebody saying that, um, that Universal wants to try and forget the legacy of I. Frankenstein. And I'm just like, ah, Universal didn't do that one. Oh, did they not? No, it was like Lionsgate. <laughs> like, so, research things first. Yeah, maybe. Um, but, yeah. so it's just, I think they're going to do with Frankenstein what they did with, um, basically, Batman. And they're going to be doing with The Flash. Is not giving, like, an origins. So, like, a flashback or something? I guess something I don't know. I watched Penny Dreadful on a somewhat related note. Oh yeah, I mean they just finished their third season, third and final third and season. Final, um, but they have the first two on Netflix. Like I heard a couple people say it was bad. Yeah, I heard mixed reviews. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was okay. It was a little lengthy. I mean, as far as it was, it was wordy, mm. like you really have to pay attention. But there's some good stuff. Um, the interesting spins on classic lore. Hmm. Um, I mean, as far as like uh, classic monsters that you know of, just a, kind of an interesting spin on them. Um, yeah, cool. So there's that. There, there it is. Uh, the Mummy comes out June eighth, two thousand seventeen, and then the next uh, Universal slot is April thirteenth, two thousand eighteen. Whatever movie that's going to be, could could be Bride of Frankenstein. Uh, there's still rumors of a Wolfman movie with The Rock. I mean, what the? fuck? Oh yeah, that's right. I mean, I don't think that's going to happen. 
because he's a very busy guy. <laughs> he is the. I just saw he is the richest actor in Hollywood. What? No, I can't be. I googled the Rock richest actor and I got a picture of Roman Reigns. Okay. I mean, he's busy. Oh, sorry. He was the most uh, well-paid actor of 2015. Okay, I'll buy that. Wasn't he in, like, three movies last year? At least. See, that's the thing. He's like, he he does so many things. He's so busy. Um, and he's fucking franchise Viagra. Yeah. Except for The Mummy, apparently. Well... Of course, yeah, they did make, like, what, four Scorpion King movies? Yeah. And wasn't he only in one? He was only in the first one, yeah. Um, but, uh, I mean, he like, he's he's in that movie with um, Kevin Hart right now, which oh, actually yeah. looks pretty funny. Um, he, he's, he signed up to be Black Adam in the Shazam movie. Yep. Um, I think he's doing um, Gold... Gold man. Gold so. member. <laughs> not that. No, not that. But no, it's, it's like an old superhero franchise that's not associated. And Jumanji. Oh, Jumanji too with Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. Yeah. <laughs> I got to see Central Intelligence. That looks really funny. I think they Let's see. Shaz- probably make a good uh, pair. Uh, announced or in the works. Shazam, Journey to the Center of the Earth 4, Jumanji, Journey to the Center of the Earth 3, Baywatch. Baywatch, right. For, he's, uh, Fast he's, 8. He's playing Hoff. Fast 8, Mona, Doc Savage, Rampage, based on the video game. Oh, right. Uh, San Andreas 2. Plus, he's on Ballers. Right, yeah. Central Intelligence. Uh, he still wrestles sometimes. He, Is he active? He played himself in Gem and the Holograms, apparently. <laughs> that was just a paycheck. You know that. He's not active. He comes for WrestleMania every year. Uh, but he but he actually wrestles sometimes. Oh, okay, he did last year. He did not this year. He came out and there was a big like statue thing of his name that he lit on fire, and then he uh, came to the middle of the ring and announced the attendance and then left. <laughs> All right. <laughs> did it say the like Rock or did it just say Dwayne Johnson? That's, it said Rock. <laughs> not even the Rock. Dwayne Johnson just takes up the entire stage. <laughs> Takes him ten minutes to light the thing. <laughs> He's lighting it with one of those little click lighters. <laughs> you light the fireplace with this damn thing never fucking works. Because <laughs> you never get those things to light on the first time. Because you got to press the button and you got to pull the trigger at the same mm-hmm. time. It's very difficult. <laughs> it's so kids can't light themselves on fire. Right. <laughs> but it makes lighting a cigarette a pain in the ass. I'll tell you that. Reminds me of uh, Great Outdoors when Aykroyd's trying to get his like $100 lighter to work. All right. <laughs> John Candy's like, 99 cents. <laughs> Anyways, The Mummy. Fuck it. Fuck it. Don't see it. <laughs> Don't see it. <laughs> So they're gonna grace us with another Saw movie. Thank the uh, thank the gods. Finally. <laughs> um, 
times can they fucking do this? I think the well is dry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the well has been dried um, and collapsed in on itself. <laughs> um, and then they paved a mini mall over it. That's how done this is. Um, it's going to be so called Saw Legacy, which I guess implies that it's not going to be Jigsaw. It's going to be somebody kind of taking over his work, which is essentially what the, like, the last, what, three movies were? Uh, like six. <laughs> yeah. Because um, he, he died in part three, right? I don't remember. So I think that would be three, four, five, six, and seven. That would be five that he was in but was dead. Right. He always made like flashback cameo type things. Yeah. Um, God, I remember... My wife and I were still dating, and like her friend came over, and for some reason he wanted to watch all of the Saw movies. And in one night, yeah. Well, did you kick him out? <laughs> Get the fuck out of my house right now! <laughs> no, this was this was. We hadn't even been dating a year. This was when she was still living in her own apartment. So you're like, "Get the fuck out of her house right <laughs> now!" <laughs> but we started at like noon. And we didn't finish until like three in the morning. And then you shot yourself. <laughs> yep. I was like, well, I know what I'm never doing again. <laughs> it was hard. I mean, like, just not only because it was a lot of movie to watch, it was because so many of them were so bad. Yeah. It was very difficult. Anyway, um, so yeah, Saw Legacy. Predestination, um, guys. <laughs> um, Michael and Peter Spearing, um, they're going to be directing. They did Undead too. Undead. Yeah. I don't know if I know that one. It's it's a movie that makes you think that it's a zombie movie, but it's actually aliens. Huh. It's not very good. It doesn't sound very good. It's Australian, I think. Well, these guys are also doing Winchester. About the Winchester Mystery House. Yeah. I don't think I knew about that one either. Starring Helen Mirren. Helen Mirren, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so yeah, it's uh, written by Josh Stolberg and Pete Goldfinger. Goldfinger. Who uh, did Piranha 3D. So there's that. Piranha 3D was all right. It was fun. It, it, was, for, it was like a fun, stupid movie. Oh, yeah. That's, and there was porn stars in it naked. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that was all there was. Like, it was fun and stupid. And, and the fat kid from Stand By Me got ripped in half. That was fun <laughs> for everyone. Um, But aside from that, like, had no cinematic value whatsoever. Except for Christopher Lloyd. <laughs> right. <laughs> And Adam Scott was in it. I guess this is before he had a career that was, you know, not easily scarred. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, apparently, Lee Wanell and James Wan are going to be EPing, which is sort of surprising. Why? It's their baby. But, I mean, do they still care? EPing. What the hell is that? They're going to put money in it. I guess, yeah. I mean, I guess, yeah. EPing is more of a um, or executive producer. It's not like a real producer. It's just more of a honor honorary title. Yeah, Juan's going to take one of his conjuring checks. He has <laughs> checks with the conjuring on them, 
Yeah, he's, he's going to write. He sends away for them. Yeah, he has them custom made. <laughs> One of those little mailers you get in the junk mail. He's going to just write a check, and then in the amount, it's going to say all. <laughs> and so here you go. Here's all the money. <laughs> um, it's going to be shooting in Toronto in September and uh, coming around Halloween time next year, which is pretty if it's Park. Halloween, it must be Saw. Yeah. They're going to bring back that catchphrase, I guarantee it. Mm. So, uh, no word, no official word yet on what this, what the story's going to be about. But I bet it's going to be about people being trapped somewhere. And there's going to be, like, these traps that they have to go through. And then there's going to be, like, this twist ending. Right. Uh, and I think it was Philip, <laughs> the pizza delivery boy from earlier in the story. <laughs> I wonder if Tobin Bell's going to be in it. Who cares? Well, I mean, he's supposed to be dead, but you know he's at, at, at an age where every year it's a little more noticeable that he's getting older. <laughs> yeah. When so, did the last one come out? 2012. Has it been that one? Fuck if I know. I don't. I don't know. I don't keep track of these things. <laughs> But they seriously got to the point where it was like, and now this guy is the jigsaw. And it's like, who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> the delivery boy for earlier. <laughs> that's, that's what it reminds me of. <laughs> um, yeah. So, But it was a janitor instead. <laughs> so, Saw. 2010 was when Part 7 came out. Wow. Been that long? It's been seven years. Goddamn. I didn't miss it. No. <laughs> Didn't even notice it was gone. So, But I love the first one so much. The first and second one were pretty good. First one is great. Second one is okay. Yeah. Third one, that's where it starts to get a little... See, this is the second one when right. they, spoiler alert, made Amanda the killer. Was that the second one? I thought it was the, th- no, that was the second one. Third one. Okay. I'll take your word for it. That was, that was when they just started going downhill. It's like, eh, no. Because then... Everyone who wrote one after that was like, I'll just make somebody else the killer. That's easy enough. <laughs> there are plenty of people. <laughs> <laughs> just write more people. <coughs> who doesn't want to be a killer? So th- there's that. That's there some, it is. That's it's some... out there in the ether. <laughs> Whoop, there it is. <laughs> Bring back the 90s, bitch. This is cool. Uh, Space Goat Productions is currently... Space Ghost? Space Goat. Coast to Coast? Goat. (laughs) Uh, Like the goat, like where you push your balls and your dick between your legs? It's called a goat? I think so. From waiting? Is that what they called it? Oh! I always called it a fruit ball, but... I always just called it tucking. <laughs> All right. Uh Space Goat Productions. <laughs> um they are making an Evil 2 board game. Uh, it's currently on Kickstarter. Their goal is 70,000. They're currently sitting around 270,000. <laughs> So yeah, they're they're doing all right. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, if you you know 
if you, if you don't feel like giving them money, then there's really no, no point not to at this. I feel like um, at two hundred seventy thousand dollars, it shouldn't cost sixty dollars. <laughs> right, just start giving them away. Give me one. Well, no, not even that. Like sell them for you know thirty dollars. You know what a board game should cost? Yeah, sixty dollars is too much. They've already got their development money. Just sell it for what you should sell it for. But, uh, I mean, you know, who am I? <laughs> yeah, who the fuck are you? Who are you? Who are who you? you? Who, who are you? you? Um, so, I guess, uh, looking at an updated number here, they're actually at 291000 right now. Fuck me. Uh, this is an officially licensed Evil Dead 2 board game. <clears throat> it's the tabletop, tabletop experience Evil Dead 2 fans have been dying for. Featuring at least eight custom figures with art depicting the terrifying and iconic characters, monsters, and locales from the cult classic film. Two to six players will work together in 60 to 90 minute sessions to gather pages of the Ex Mortis. That would be the Necronomicon Ex Mortis. I don't know why it doesn't say the whole thing. Uh, while trying to survive demon attacks, supernatural events, and avoid turning into evil deadites themselves. I wonder if uh, <clears throat> that uh, they'll actually have art from the Necronomicon. Oh, I don't know. Because... The guy that made it, he's real stingy. I know that firsthand. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, well, I mean, it is officially licensed. Right, but that doesn't mean that... I mean, does he not, I got the impression that he owns the rights to the Necronomicon in all its forms. And not Ghost House or whoever licenses. Yeah, so, I mean... Well, I mean, if you spend 80 bucks, you can get the deluxe game, which comes in a Necronomicon box. Mm-hmm. How about that? So, yeah, and the miniatures they talked about, um, these are all, like, plastic cast miniatures. Um, there are, if I can scroll all the way to the bottom here. Linda, Ash, Annie, Ed, Jake, Bobby Joe, and four severed hands. Those are playable pieces? I... I guess so. I don't know why you would have four severed hands, though. I don't know. There was only one. And there's also ten deadites. Okay. And uh, there's also combat ash, which was a stretch goal that they very clearly reached. It's basically just ash with a chainsaw hand holding a boomstick. He doesn't have a chainsaw hand in the standard figure? Nope. That's rubbish. That's how you identify him. So yeah, uh, sixty dollars will get you a, a, extra, a normal copy of the game. Eighty bucks for the deluxe version, and uh, yeah, it looks pretty cool. You can check it out at Kickstarter.com/projects/EvilDead2. Two to six players work together, in sixty to ninety minute sessions. Did you read that already? Yeah. Okay. That's uh, that's a lengthy game. That's, that is pretty lengthy. That's good. They have, they have stretch goals say. up to a million dollars. Fucking a! <laughs> you know what they should start. What they should start doing is like they should have stretch goals. It's like each one you get, you know, more perks or something, like, like the cost that you paid for the board game slowly kind of goes oh, down, <laughs> and like maybe they supplement it with something else. It's too much for a board game. I wouldn't go to a store and pay $60 for a board game. I paid $60 for Mixed Day Massacre. And, you know, that's fine for you. <laughs> but at the same time, I was doing it to support 
this small company. This is, you know, this is an officially licensed game. They don't. The, that's they don't really that's need another this. thing too. Like, yeah, they have. The, the, I have to assume at least San Raimi probably signed off on it, which is a weird thing because he kind of likes to do things himself. I would think Campbell would have had to too to for them to have his likeness. One would think, um, but um, there's still 24 days to go on this too. Fuck, people really want this game. <clears throat> Are you gonna get it? Eh, probably not. Because sixty dollars. Yeah, I don't know if I can just buy another sixty dollars board game. Yeah. <laughs> See, like you're lucky. I mean, you're not married. I mean, you're you, you li- have a living girlfriend, but you like you're both financially independent. Yeah. I have to explain things like that to my wife. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we still have our own like separate bank accounts and stuff. We have you know we deal our own finances, but it's like if one of us comes up short, <laughs> we have to explain it to the other one. <laughs> um. Because bills death get paid. It's true. They do. Um, Adulting. You can get a digital copy of the Evil Dead 2 Beyond graphic novel for 10 bucks. Okay. That doesn't do anything for you for the board game. But, cool. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it looks interesting. I watched the video of like the gameplay and stuff, although in the video it's before alpha they have like pieces of paper with stuff drawn on them that they're <laughs> showing you how to and they use gummy bears as game pieces <laughs> maybe we can uh just find out like what all the figures are how they look how it's played <laughs> just make our own <laughs> maybe we could get them to send us a prototype okay we'll talk about your sh- your board game on the show if you send us a prototype maybe but at that point, they're probably gonna be like, "We don't need you, peasant." <laughs> I mean, like, we have Whack. we have earned seven hundred thousand dollars on Kickstarter. Yeah. They'll <laughs> slap us with their wallets <laughs> if they can lift them. <laughs> slap us with their dicks. <laughs> this took a weird turn. Yeah, it did. You're welcome. <laughs> so yeah, if you feel like spending sixty dollars on an Evil Dead Two board game, there it is. It's on Kickstarter. Go give them sixty bucks, or eighty bucks if you have money to burn and want to get the deluxe version with the cool Necronomicon box. Or don't. I don't care. <laughs> what am I got? <laughs> I don't care what you people do. Is that the last one? Yep. All right. Well, that's all for horror business. Um, again, we don't have an interview this episode. Yeah, we should probably try to do that. We should. I'm. I'm not. Missing them, I guess. I mean, I'm I'm fine without them. Not that I'm saying we should not have them. I'm just I'm, I'm enjoying this time together. <laughs> Fair enough. We did uh, promise Lisa that we would have her on the show. Though. Yes, we do need to work on that. Um, sometime soon. But in the meantime, we'll just do our reviews. So, <clears throat> what do you want to start with? Uh, let's start with let's start with Carnage Park. Okay. Well, howdy. What you doing out here? A couple of fellas decided to hold up the farming bank. Woo! They were last seen driving in this direction. 
They ain't here. These boys took old Tom Fontaine's daughter with them. Not by her volunteer, of course. What's that got to do with me? How far is the scream travel out here, Wyatt? Not too far. So Carnage Park, um, it's the most recent outing from writer-director Mickey Keating. Now, you may remember us doing Darling a few episodes back. You and your dad. Right. Although I sent in a review, right? I believe so. Um, we got a response about that. Um, we'll get into it, but... <laughs> Um, and, I mean, but if you remember, if you listened, uh, my dad and I, we were not very keen on Darling. You seem to par- at least partially enjoy it. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like, I think like I said in the review, it's just like, I just don't do that art shit, man. It's, <clears throat> it's not for everybody. Yeah, it's just like, it, some people love it. Like that's, you know. The artier, the better. Yeah, I, mean, I just I don't I just don't get it. I mean, why would I want to watch a bunch of people walk around in silence all the time? Because you're uncultured. Yeah, that's what it is. Um, but Carnage Park, um, like I said, it's a, his, his new movie. I don't th- I think it's his most recent, right? As far as I know, um, I know he's he's busy guy. Like he's he churns out movies. He really does. Um. I mean, this is the second one just this year that he's done. Yeah. There's this and Darling. Um, and well, I think a Darling might have originally come out next uh, last year, but did, like, the festivals and stuff. That could be. But um, I know he's got, like, one or two others that just that I know of that are upcoming. So, um, anyway. Uh, so, Carnage Park, it's... Um, kind of a throwback type thing of like old like grindhouse type movies um definitely has that feel to it uh very reminiscent of like um a lot of a lot of tarantino i very felt. tarantino um i mean there's actually now one of the opening scenes like i don't know if it was intentional i mean it had to have been but it was basically pulled right from Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. 
um, that, I mean, that had to be like an homage. Um, but also, I got a little bit of, um, I don't know, I guess maybe Rob Zombie, like, like um, Devil's Rejects type stuff, like that kind of feel to it. Yeah, gritty. Yeah, just like, just like a dusty old. But I've seen interviews with him movie. where he says that he uh, it was mostly inspired by like seventies westerns. And I definitely got that impression too. I mean the uh, the the titles, like the just the font and the title cards and stuff. Oh yeah, the the, the title cards are very western inspired. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'm I'm reading here that he he said it was. Um, See, Carnage Park was uh, a nod to films by Sam Peckinpah and Peter Watkins. Uh, I'm not familiar with Peter Watkins, at least not by name. Um, I've seen a couple Peckinpah movies. And as far as, like, the gore in this, that was definitely right on par with Peckinpah. Oh, yeah? Uh, Just, like, really over-the-top type shit. Um, Like, lots of blood. More blood than you'd actually see in real life. Right. (laughs) Um but uh, one character gets gets shot in the head, and their face just explodes. Right. It looks like somebody took just like a plastic bag. Maybe this is what they actually did. I don't know. <laughs> took a plastic bag full of like blood and guts and shit, and just threw it at a window. Yeah, and it just popped. Yeah, that's what it looked like. Um, but so the story is uh, Vivian um, is kind of an unwilling participant. In this whole thing, uh, Scorpion Joe and Lenny are two bank robbers that robbed a bank that she just happened to be in, and they take her captive. Apparently, they, I mean, they got away with the money, but they are being chased by the police. Um, and they took her hostage, um, and apparently capped Lenny. Like they they didn't really cover that whole part very much. No, like the actual bank robbery. Yeah, they they show kind of like the events leading up to it and then the events afterwards right but not so much the actual heist itself Mm -hmm. um so lenny's been shot um joe's trying to get away from the cops and eventually lenny just dies because he's bled out um They stop like somewhere. It's 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 in California. It's in a county that doesn't exist. Like not at least not to my knowledge. So it's making county, and I've never heard of it. But it is in California, and this takes place in what nineteen seventy six? Is that what it's seventy eight? I think seventy eight. <clears throat> um, and it just so happens that they have stumbled upon this area of land that is I guess presumably owned by Wyatt uh, played by um, Pat Pat Healy Healy. and he's uh, he's hunting humans (laughs) that's that's what he's doing with his day Um, and I like backtracking a little bit I like the cameo at the very beginning by Graham Skipper right yeah yeah forgot about that um from Almost Human. Mm-hmm. Um, He's also in 20 Seconds to Live. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, 
Pat or sorry, um, Wyatt. He's a he's a he's an ex um, Vietnam or he's a Vietnam vet, um, a sharpshooter. Not a very good one, seems like, because he always seems to fucking miss, <laughs> unless he's just fucking with people, which is very possible. It could be. Uh, I mean, that's what you know. I guess marksmen are trained to be able to shoot within <laughs> inches of people's heads, um, or anything. Um, and uh, he caps off Joe, and now basically Vivian's on the run. Even though she, like, he comes and finds her handcuffed to the car. And she says, oh, they, you know, they robbed a bank. They took me hostage. Um, just a victim. You know, please let me go. You know, the keys are in his pocket. And this is after he's exploded Joe's face, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he chloroforms her. And now he's she's part of the game. I'm just going to go ahead and knock you out now, okay? <laughs> right. He's so, he's so uh, <laughs> just calm about it. He's like, this is what's, this is what's going to happen. Just go with it. Now... I have a feeling like when he chloroformed her, assuming it's chloroform, um, it was a lot more realistic. I have to assume. I've never seen anybody chloroform before, but it's like in movies and TV shows and stuff, they always rag the face and they're out in like oh, two yeah, seconds. Oh, yeah, was, there was a struggle. Yeah. Um, it also kind of looked like he was sniffing the chloroform himself. I didn't notice that. Like, more like towards the end, like after she finally went out, it was almost like he was just like... That's the stuff. That's good shit. Maybe. I don't know. Um, I mean, I wouldn't put it past him. Sure. By the way, this is supposedly based on a true story. Was it? Yeah. That's news to me. Although I, I did some Googling and I couldn't... Everything I saw was about this movie and saying it's based on true events. I'm like, okay, well, what are the true events? Hmm. Yeah, because it was all filmed. Uh, I mean, like at least from what I could tell, probably filmed in like the Los Angeles National, National Forest somewhere. You know, people th- people think of California, particularly Los Angeles area, as you know being this metropolis, just smog and traffic and that type of shit. No, about ninety five percent of California is mountains and desert. <laughs> so basically, what this movie takes place in, and if you get lost in those mountains, you are fucked because you are not finding your way back to civilization because Prop- it could be <coughs> in any direction. Proper fucked. Um. So yeah, basically the movie is Wyatt hunting Vivian, um, and at one point Cameron Cameron Fry shows up, Sheriff Cameron Fry. Yeah, um, he's. Is there? Think as a spoiler, say who he is. Kind of, but I mean, it's not really. They don't do anything to hide it. Yeah. So I mean, he's 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 Wyatt's brother, but he's also the sheriff. He also he's a crooked cop. <laughs> he tries to kind of cover for Wyatt, but only to a certain extent. Yeah, and he seems like he's kind of at the end of his wick. Yeah, I've had it. Um, and that's the movie, basically. Yeah. What do you think? I love the story. I think it's it's a great story. Um, the acting is absolutely phenomenal. Pat Healy completely fucking disappears into mm-hmm. this character. Because he always, like, everything I've seen him in, he always seems like such a nice guy. Yeah. And he is a total fucking weirdo in this. He is a complete weirdo. And uh, 
you know, Alan Ruck is is always solid. Ashley Bell, oh my God, she's, she's incredible. Really she looked really familiar, and she's like I looked, and she's been in things I've seen, but I just could not place her. Oh, and then of course Larry Fessenden, right? The white Samuel Jackson. <laughs> he shows up and is his usual frantic self. His usual fucking two minute cameo. <laughs> Um, that last act though, it's killed me. It's pretty bad. One, it's so super arty, and Keating does the same thing he did in Darling, where at one point the camera is just upside down for some reason. Yeah, of course it wasn't like an entire fucking scene like that though, which was good. Um, and plus it was so dark. That that was something that pissed me the fuck off. It's like this is a tail end of the movie and you're going to make it dark. Yeah, like dark to the point where I didn't know what was happening. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like saying dark is an understatement. It was black. I mean, like you could not see shit. Yeah, I was I rented it on, on Google and I was watching it on my computer and I actually like turned the, the brightness all the way up. Mm-hmm. And it was like it basically just made the screen blue. Right. Um. So yeah, I I want to like it. There's a lot about it that I like, but there's also a lot about it that I don't like. Yeah, I mean, like for me, because I, I disliked Darling so much, like I have to put this one way above that because I actually kind of enjoyed this one. But it's the same thing. Like that last act, it just where it sh- where the story should have kind of ramped up. You should have started making like. You know, like like the final confrontation. It just was like kinda, it, it kind of dragged a little yeah. bit. It's like okay, well, I mean, this is supposed to be where like you know she's supposed to make her stand or something to that effect, mm-hmm. and it just kind of went on like the rest of the movie did, and then it was over. <laughs> yeah. Um. And yeah, that was my biggest problem with it. Yeah, like I said, I wanted to like because there's there's so much about it that I do really like. Yeah, um, you know the the direction otherwise is is good. Uh, yeah, it's it's a well put together film, um, and I mean like like when we reviewed Darling, um, I think my dad and I both said the movie is well directed. We didn't like the story. Thought yeah. the story was shit. This, this one is it's a great story. Yeah. And I I still want to know if if this is in fact true cuz I would love to hear more about this. Mhm. I, I I if it was true, I could believe it. I mean like like I said the those uh LA mountains, they're fucking desolate. Yeah. And there's so many of them. You could like Carnage Park is the like the name that I guess the authorities gave to this area where he basically hunts humans. Like he will kidnapped them like Larry Fessenden was a member of a band that where they got lost they were kidnapped and they were brought to this area in the mountains and they were just hunted um but uh, yeah I mean what seemed like a giant fucking area of land could go completely unnoticed yeah because there's there's just so much of it this is right outside L.A., like one of the biggest metropolitan areas in the, in the country. And he was never found. 
this, yeah, his body, they said at the end, his body was never recovered. Well, shit, bit of a spoiler, but, um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess when he's got his, his brother covering his tracks for him, that kind of, that's a good way to hide for a long time. Yeah. Um, it kind of, the, the, the look of it was like kind of yellowed. Yeah, kind of sepia toned almost. Yeah, I saw. I was reading a review about it, and it's, it's a term that I had never heard before. But I assume it's a term used for old, like kind of grindhouse films that have kind of started to yellow and age. It's called going pink. Okay. And that that kind of was kind of the look they're going for. Do you think it was necessary? I don't know if it was necessary, but I think it worked. I guess should I say you think it added to I it? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think it could have been the same without it, though? It wouldn't have had that kind of Western feel, I think. That's true. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, like, I think the longer we do the show, the more conscious I am to, like, filters and how it sets the tone of, of a film. Yeah. This one, like... It would have felt more Tarantino-y if they didn't have that. Yeah, okay. I feel like the, the Tarantino inspiration would have stood out more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like I think because it was kind of yellowed and already with the kind of grindhouse feel, like I said, it felt very Rob Zombie. Yeah. But I mean, I should say, I could say Rob Zombie, but particularly um, um, Devil's, Rejects. Devil's Rejects. It's that kind of. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. I, I think I know what you mean. Just like the, just like the grittiness of it kind of... Yeah. I mean, I keep saying grindhouse, but I mean, that's such a generic term that I don't yeah. think it actually accurately describes what I'm trying to say. Um, I do feel that it, it did a really good job of uh, kind of keeping the tension high throughout because mm-hmm. you never really know where Wyatt is. He's he's just like somewhere in the in the woods shooting at you. Yeah. And and like you said, he's the sniper, so he seemingly could put one between your eyes whenever he wanted. Yeah. The other thing is like he's a Vietnam vet and he's he's fucked up. Oh like yeah. his head is just Clearly. fucked. Um and he's he's like presumably speaking, like at the beginning, it kinda it starts out with this voiceover from him, um, and he's presumably speaking to himself about like just um, how the president said that they're basically cut any programs to help the mental condition of of veterans and you know things like that, and just basically this political diatribe, um, which seemed kind of out of nowhere at first but when you know when you find out who he is it yeah. makes a little more sense out here god don't play no favorites right um yeah it's it's i don't know if disappointing is the right word but there's so much about it that i do like although i feel like if if that third act had been more condensed you're looking at like an hour-long movie yeah, as is this is only like eighty minutes. 
Yeah. So, but maybe there was something he could have stretched somewhere else to kind of, you know, make a more concise ending. Maybe, but I mean, the, 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 the subject, the theme of the movie, like the, the, the entire story really, the, the, it was such a, a thin topic. I mean, there's That's not true. a lot it's... you can stretch. I mean, I'm frankly with what, what was put on screen, I am kind of surprised that he got 80 minutes out of it. Yeah, that's true. Um, I mean, he, to, to really fill out that third act, he would have had to add something to it. It, it couldn't have survived. Well, it, it would have done better, would have been a more fulfilling film if he'd added some, some kind of new suspense to that third act. Yeah. But I don't know what that could have been. Me either. Zombies. Zombies. Just add zombies for no reason. I mean, we could have a discussion about it, but I mean, we'd be kind of giving away the ending more yeah. than we already have. And it's not also not our policy to rewrite other people's movies on the show. No, 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 no. Um, but I mean, all in all, when, when, you, when you get down to it, I definitely enjoyed this more than Darling. I did too. Um, I don't know because this this is definitely like less of an artistic film. I don't know if people consider it make. I don't know if that would make people consider me some kind of philistine. <laughs> there are still very artistic parts about it, though. Sure, and, and especially towards the end. Yeah, um, that's when it kind of starts to drift away from the the grindhouse western style and definitely more into that artistic film yeah when that started to happen i'm like okay there's there's keating (laughs) yeah but um i don't know this cut like i was reading reviews about it it was not well liked by by critics i'm seeing oh yeah yeah um seemed like um actual regular viewers kind of split on it but it seemed like in general like paid critics just weren't a big fan of this one hmm although i mean are you talking about like genre sites or just like just cisco and ebert kind of yeah yeah those people are usually not very genre friendly sure but uh, usually not always this was very on the edge of being horror. True. This, I mean, this was a thriller of sorts, sure, but qualifying it as a horror is a little, a bit of a stretch. This is true. So, um, but I mean, it definitely it gave it gave the impression, like when I was first reading about it, gave the impression it would have some horrific elements and you know definitely had a degree of gore yeah i mean it wasn't a consistent thing but when it happened there was a lot of it yeah and like i said it's it's very tense yeah um yeah i think that's i think that's all i got yeah um yeah i just want to reiterate how good the acting is um Ashley Bell does a great job of playing this character where, you know, like most of these damsel in distress turned heroine kind of stories, it's, you know, it's, it's 
like Barbara in the remake of Night of the Living Dead, where she's just like completely and utterly helpless and useless to just turning into this total badass. Yeah, just a militant soldier. And that's absolutely not the way Ashley Bell plays this character. No. It's she's doing what she has to do to survive. It's like, oh my god, here's a gun. Oh my god, I'm gonna have to shoot someone. Mm-hmm. It's never just like, yeah. Now I got this metal dick. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna fuck somebody. Now the tables have turned. Right. It's never like that. And and yeah. it's and it's great. It's it plays really well on screen. Mm-hmm. And and Pat Healy, he just dominates this movie. Yeah, he's really good. He's a fuck. He, he doesn't have a lot of on-screen time. He's a fucking whack job. Yeah. Not him. I, mean, I don't know him as a person, but <laughs> the, the character is a complete and utter whack job. Uh, so, I guess numbers then? Um, I, I'm thinking since since I enjoyed two-thirds of it, I'll give it a six. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I'm bouncing around between five and six. Nope. Do it. Not gonna do it. Do it. Not. Do not. It. Not gonna do it. <laughs> Dana Carvey. Wouldn't be prudent. <laughs> uh, Thousand points of light. <laughs> We're old. <laughs> right uh, now, Max is listening to this, going, "What the fuck are they talking about?" <laughs> um, I go six. I mean, it was, it was a little better than okay, so I'll do six. All right. Up next, we have uh, the latest from Travis Zarooni, who is the director of the Cabin Fever remake, who apparently is just going by Travis Z these days. Wasn't that what he was in tra- uh, Cabin Fever? Was it? I thought so. I don't remember. All right. Well, Travis Z, uh, this is Intruder. This place just feels so big when he's gone. What? Let me call you back. Hello? Hey, is is your name Elizabeth? Yeah. Do I know you? I love listening to you play. I'm treating myself to a relaxing weekend at home. Perfect. Oz, you hungry? Dinner is up. It's Justin. I really need to talk to you. Hello? Something got you spooked? So Intruder, written and directed by Travis Z, uh, is about uh, Elizabeth, a British uh, cello player living in Portland, Oregon, learning how to play cello from Moby, 
Right. Uh, who his character was fucking weird. He, he's a weird guy. But like, here's here's an actual line from the movie. He she's playing and he's like, just feel your breathing as you play, and just play and feel this dick in your back. And then she says. Okay, I'll try. And he goes, well, fucking try harder. <laughs> what? Where did that turn come from? He has emotional problems. <laughs> He's an artist, Taylor. He's a tortured artist. <laughs> fucking Moby. Why was he in this? I don't know. Who he, the fuck he has thought, two scenes. Yeah. Who the fuck thought, oh, we should get Moby. <laughs> He's be perfect for this role. You know who'd be great in this? Not Moby. <laughs> Maybe they couldn't get the guy from How I Met Your Mother <laughs> or the Dean. Uh, anyways, Elizabeth plays cello and she kind of hangs out and she gets a letter. She's just hanging out, celloing. <laughs> Chelling. Uh, She's. Netflix and Shelling. Oh God, uh, I hate uh, you so much. Uh, she gets a letter saying that she's been uh, in, inducted, or, <laughs> uh, invited, uh, approved by the London Philharmonic. Right. So you know her day is about to turn to shit. Right. That's the way horror movies work. Oh, you got good news. Oh, you're fucked. She's in the Portland Philharmonic. Right. Did you mention that? No. I didn't think so. This takes place in Portland, Oregon. I, I did say that. I said that she lived in Portland. Ew, Ew Portland. Ew. Uh, have fun trying to be Seattle. <laughs> Except with no sales tax, which is kind of awesome. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Fuck Portland. You're just jealous because they still have a basketball team. Sour grapes. And because they won an MLS Cup. I don't give a shit about Fuckers. that. That's not even a real sport. <laughs> What's funny is they'll, they'll like chant fuck Seattle when they're playing like Kansas City. It's like, dude, get off our jock. <laughs> we know you want this dick, but... Uh, anyways, so yeah, she... Um, does some stuff. Does some stuff, and then there's a storm, and there's an intruder in her house. <laughs> Pretty much. And then nothing happens. <laughs> nothing happens. Nothing fucking happens. This entire goddamn movie. Um, it's There's a combination of this intruder is the quietest person on the face of the fucking planet. Yeah. And she is the most inobservant person on the fucking planet. Unobservant. No big deal. Are you sure? Pretty sure. Hmm. Irregardless. <laughs> Fuck. Um, yeah, I don't know how else to describe the movie because nothing happens. Yeah, there. I mean, there are some people that come and go. Um, her boyfriend gets killed. That's probably the most exciting part. <laughs> it was so funny that they had this like shower scene, and it, you know, it's this lengthy shower scene where it kind of like pans up, you know, and it shows her boobs and all this, and and then. Five minutes later, there's her her boyfriend comes home or comes to her apartment and just takes a shower. And I was just expecting like the same shower scene. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, 
They're not going to show his dick, are they? <laughs> I actually thought it would have been really funny. <laughs> but <laughs> during that shower, the her shower scene, like he pans up her legs, and it shows her ass. And my wife was sitting next to me while I was watching it. I'm like, but. <laughs> but, 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 but. <laughs> Open it up the time capsule. Um, then it goes up further, shows her boobs. And like, boobs. She's like, oh, she said, that's a flat butt. And then I said, boobs. She said, oh, those are flat boobs, too. I'm like, what? <laughs> Look fine to me. <laughs> what are your standards for boobs? Yeah. It's like, sorry, wife, not everybody can have as big boobs as you. Would you rather she have big fake ones? She's like, no, she just has the body of a little girl. Like, I don't say that. I wouldn't either. Anyways, yeah, one point she takes out the garbage, and as she's taking out the garbage, this guy sneaks into her apartment. And then, like, every time she leaves a room, he kind of sneaks around. Yeah, this is like, must be like the fucking Clue Mansion. Like, he has, like, (laughs) secret passages or something because he always manages to avoid everybody's line of sight. At one point she is in the closet with him <laughs> and doesn't fucking notice him. <laughs> did did you laugh when she goes in there, turns on the light, grabs some clothes and then walks out and like closes the door and then this hand Hands just pops out. Comes out. Click. <laughs> I, just, um, I just laughing when that happened. <laughs> I don't know if I laughed out loud but I was just like come on. The fuck? I laughed because it was so stupid and out of place. Like, and then looked like something you see in a comic or in a comedy movie. There's there's kind of like there's two reveals when you find out who the intruder is and when she finds out who the intruder is, mm-hmm. and they're both dumb. Yeah, <laughs> I figured out who it was pretty quickly. Yeah, like the entire movie, I'm like, are we not supposed to know who it is? Yeah, <laughs> is this a secret or or they just really bad at keeping it? And then, uh, spoiler alert, because it's, it's, it's a spoiler, but it's inconsequential, really. The way she finds out who it is, is she sneezes, and he says, bless you. Yeah. Why? Because that was the moment he was waiting for. <laughs> That's like how... He, God, this bitch has not sneezed in three days. Yeah, exactly. He planned it out in his head. He's like, as soon as she sneezes, I'm going to say, bless you, and it's going to be fucking epic. <laughs> She's going to be all like, What? <laughs> Did he leave and come back? He must have. Because when he had all those pictures of her, that was like his, his layer pad. or whatever. His layer. <laughs> like he's a supervillain. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, because she sees him. Oh, that's true. Outside. outside house, yeah. Um, so. Oh, and they show him. Well, never mind. I guess that would give away the ending if I said that. <laughs> Not that it matters. There's like two. You, you could, you'll figure it. There out. are two endings though. Oh yeah, there's the part after the credits start. Yeah, and it was like, it was it was an epilogue, and it was like a five minute epilogue. It took forever to get to the fucking point. It's like things like that. They're supposed to be like quick things, like a minute long maybe. Yeah, it was like when the credits first started rolling. I was like, wait, that's the end. Yeah, I think uh, when it was over, I, I like audibly said, "Oh fuck that!" Yeah, I like put my hands in the air. I was just like, "What?" 
And then the part after the credits started, and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, okay. And then that ended, and I was like, yeah. okay, whatever. Yeah, was, like, it wrapped things up, but it was fucking stupid. Like, like, like he, he wrote the movie and then filmed it, and then somebody said, dude, that's a dumb ending. So he added that last <laughs> little part, like, the last minute. Uh, this movie also does something that I fucking hate. <laughs> Which one? Which thing? <laughs> uh, where it basically has everyone, through dialogue, explain what's going on. <laughs> yeah. It's like two people meet and they go, oh, hi, neighbor. Yeah. Hi, neighbor. Here, you got some mail. Oh, you're going to the London Philharmonic, huh? <laughs> That's yeah, a- there's a storm coming. <laughs> That's something I meant to mention uh- Going back to last episode with the, um, Dead Rising, they did that a lot in that, too. You think? Yeah. I don't even remember now. It doesn't matter. Yeah, this one was painfully obvious. Yeah. And, like, uh, a light bulb went out in her closet, and she's fucking narrating the act of changing the light bulb to her <laughs> mom. She has on, like, Skype or some shit. Oh, my favorite part about that is she's, like, the the... Light bulb breaks, and she's like, Mom, I have to call you back. And her mom's like, well, I don't have anywhere to be. I don't mind. And then so as she's changing the light bulb, her mom is sitting there on Skype. And then she comes back, and she's like, okay, I fixed it. Okay, well, I'm going to go to bed. (laughs) You stayed on the line this whole time while she did nothing, so you could go to bed the second she comes back. Yeah. (laughs) Fuck. And, like, all that was geared so, like, because the dude comes out of the closet and stands right in front of her computer while this video chat's still going on. Yeah. And so it's like, builds up this tension. But it's like, you know, the only reason that part of the conversation was there was just to at, to have that moment when yeah. you stand in front of the computer. It's like, God damn it, this is the most That was the organic. Right? Wasn't that when you first find out who he is? Uh, I think it's the first time that they show his face. Is it? Yeah, so. okay, yeah, I think it is. Um. Yeah, inorganic is a perfect word. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, shoehorn that in there. You have to, like, all this shit has, like, a movie, a film is a puzzle. You have to make sure all these parts fit together. You can't, can't just have this fucking linear thing. It's like, oh, well, like, it's like a puzzle you lost a piece to. And it's like, oh, I'll just make a new one. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. I'll just fit that piece right in there. Yeah. Um, the like the positive reviews I've seen about this are all about how it is tense and there's this great tension throughout. And it's like there's really not though. It's like getting a hand job without the sweet release. <laughs> yeah, it's just all this tension. It's like continuing my hand job reference. It's like getting like right when you're about to pop and then just stopping because there's that just that much tension building and then it just ends. Nah, I wouldn't even go that far. I'd say it's like an over-the-pants hand job, <laughs> and then they stop, and then they like come by. You can just kind of like gr- gently rub their fingers across your package, and then just walk away again. <laughs> you're just like, is this ever gonna happen? Or <laughs> should I just go home? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I brought Men in Black too. I brought some popcorn. What do you want from me? (laughs) 
Oh, Christ. Because it's not really exciting enough to be a hand job. <laughs> Fair point. <laughs> but it, it did seem like the entire thing was building towards something, and it just never happened. Yeah. Um, I mean... The creepiest parts are when he's watching her sleep. Yeah. That's unnerving. And he's just kind of doing things around the house, like... Like he lives oh, and he puts DNA everywhere. He pisses in the kitchen sink. He takes a bite of an apple and puts it back, which, by the way, I was expecting her to find that apple. Nope, never does. Yeah. Yeah. Pisses in the sink. And then, like, eats I, cottage cheese with his fucking hands. I was expecting. Like animal. <laughs> he pisses in the sink. I was, like, she got up and went to the bathroom and then came in the kitchen and got a drink of water. I was expecting while she was standing there at the sink. That she was going to smell piss. Yeah. No. It smells like asparagus. <laughs> smells like hot piss right here. Um, yeah, and when she goes to the kitchen to get a glass of water, he's standing in the kitchen. Right. But <laughs> he's it's standing at the fucking fridge. It's so dark, and he's wearing a black hoodie. Oh, my God. <laughs> there's no way she could have seen him. And the cat. Never seemed to fucking notice that there's another person there. Or didn't care because he's a cat. <laughs> okay, fair point. <laughs> Although, the cat had some of the best acting in the movie. <laughs> like, they would show him and he would have, like, these looks of concern on his face. And you're like, that's, that's a good cat. Like, that cat <laughs> is killing this. <laughs> not to say that the acting is bad. It's, it's, no, it's, it's really fine. not. Except for Moby. And uh, what's her face? Um... Girl plays Elizabeth. Um, uh, Laura, Laura, Laura Louise Linton. Right. You know who she looks like is if like Jennifer Schwalbeck was actually hot. <laughs> I suppose that's what she looks like. She's Scottish. I, I can know, hear that. Yeah. I I totally thought she was like Irish or maybe Welsh. No, Scottish. Hmm. Um. Yeah. I like how the, the girl at the beginning has a name. <laughs> they never say it. But now, was she in like a friend of Elizabeth? I don't think so. Because I could swear I heard an accent with the girl like that she was talking to on the phone. Maybe. You would think if she was, there would be some kind of mention of what happened. One would think, but who the fuck knows? Uh, yeah, if... That seems like kind of a plot hole. Just a bit. Yeah. So, I mean, like, Cabin Fever, for being unnecessary, it wasn't entirely bad. No, because it already had a good movie. It already had a good script, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) This one uh, doesn't. No, this was bad. Like, not, not like super bad, but bad where, like, I don't want to ever watch it again. Like, I thought that it was going to be this, like, tense movie, but it, there's just nothing there. Yeah. <laughs> there's only so many times that I can watch this guy come out of a closet and then, like, walk into another room. So only so many times you get a hand job over the pants. <laughs> Before I just stop caring. I'm just like, just stop. I don't even care anymore. Yeah. This isn't going anywhere. Because, uh... I mean, if... If it was building up to something, then it needs to build and not just be the same thing over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. It's like he touches her hair while she sleeps. Okay, then what? And then he comes back 
And then he says, bless you. <laughs> that's that's the payoff. <laughs> yeah, and like, I I didn't think that was the end at first. I mean, like, like, like when he says, bless you, and she opens her eyes and sees that it's him. Like, I, I didn't suspect that was the end until the the title card came up. Yeah. Um but I mean yeah. it's got it's got to progress, you know? Have him play with her hair while she sleeps and then the next night he sniffs her hair. The next night he cuts her hair. You know? Well, at or, least then you're building up to somebody. It's like when is he actually going to like do something to her? It's going to be crazy. Yeah, or like lay down in bed next to her or something. Like just yeah. have him get more and more more daring or something. Yeah, exactly. Here we are <laughs> rewriting some well, of these movies. Oops. <laughs> This one deserves it, though. Fuck this. It's like I, w- I rewatched Creep this week. Yeah, yeah. And I realized what makes Creep so successful is the entire movie is built around, is this guy crazy enough to do something? Mm-hmm. And that's what makes the end so so uh, successful. Yeah, the, en- the end of that is, like, shocking. Yeah. Because even even as creepy as he is, you're, he's still like this nice guy underneath, mm-hmm. and you're thinking he's just you know he, troubled. Yeah, and it, he could never really do anything. This one, you're just like, I don't care what this guy does. Yeah, like he, he's his entire shtick is just being in her house. That's all he wants is just to be there. It seems. Yeah, like he like drinks her milk and shit. And... Yeah, like, it just seems like he just wants to be there. Yeah, and that's not scary. I mean, it's. Yeah, it's unnerving to think about someone just living in your house without you knowing. Yeah. But as as a viewer, as an audience member, that's that's not entertaining. Right. <sighs> this fucking thing, man. <laughs> good points though. Like the acting is good. Mm-hmm. And Moby's a little bit of an overactor, but he's not normally an actor, so that's a little understandable. The first scene he was in seemed all right. The second one, he was Yeah. Seemed like he was not and he did the all. same kind of mood swing thing too where he's just just like you're such a fucking disappointment yeah just, like, just settle down Moby just <laughs> take your Prozac <laughs> sit down let's have a talk um fucking Moby yeah he just flies off the handle about nothing yeah it's so weird <laughs> it's like nothing really prompts him to to do it either just yeah casual conversation really and she, like, for some reason goes to him for advice. <laughs> it's like, this guy's a fucking nut job, and you already think he's a creep. Why would you go to him for advice? Right. Instead of your best friend who's also in the Philharmonic with you. <laughs> well, though she left, or was leaving, was in the process of leaving. Still, she can relate. She's yeah, that's true. Also a musician. Yeah, I don't know if that was to try and make us think that Moby was the intruder. Because it didn't. Spoiler alert: Moby's not the intruder. <laughs> it wasn't him. I there. I mean, there were. There are three guys in the movie that you could potentially suspect is the intruder. Yeah. One basically like glowed in compared to the comparison to the other ones, and he was obviously the one that would, that it was. But the other two. Um, one being Moby, yeah, they're just kind of like you. Mean you, you, you suspected that maybe they could be, but not so much as the other guy. See, maybe it's just because we are like so prolific in watching horror movies that we get all the tropes and stuff. But it's like if you make somebody super creepy, you, we know it's not him. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's, it's a red herring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, do you have anything else? Uh, I don't know. It's... I mean, it, I mean, we could it, go on for a while saying how bad this was, but I mean, like how stupid it was. There, it's, it's not the the worst movie we've watched. No, not by, by a means. long shot. Um, it's not the worst movie we've watched this month. No, <laughs> but uh, it's not great. It's not, not good. I um, I wouldn't watch this again. No, me neither. I wouldn't recommend it to anyone. I don't think I'd hang out if anybody was watching it. <laughs> like, I'm going to go, guys. Well, what if somebody was like, hey, I just I rented this Intruder movie. Have, have you seen it? What would you tell them? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> You'd be like, you already spent your money? Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, that's the thing. It's like... I spent seven dollars to watch this, and I, I hate myself for it. Um, those are seven dollars I'll never get back, unless I go like, like Stan and Kyle did with Mel Gibson, just <laughs> go straight to Travis Z's house and give me my seven dollars. So what? What I've the the conclusion I've come to is that Travis Z is an okay director. Not a strong writer. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we'll see what he does next. Or, I mean, we probably won't see it, but... <laughs> <laughs> probably not. We've learned our lesson. I mean, we might. I don't know. Depends on what it is, I guess. <laughs> if you find another Travis Z movie and you're like, oh, I'm going to put it on the calendar. Could be cool. I'm going to fucking bitch slap you. But what if the trailer is like really good? Do you think the, the trailer for this probably looked really good, too? Yeah, probably. And Cabin Fever. Well, I think everyone had the same reaction when they said they were making Cabin Fever, and that was, what? Why? <laughs> Did that movie just come out? <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, I guess numbers then? Um, I'll go with a three. Yeah. Um, I'd say two. Harsh. This was just not good. I was very angry. <laughs> angry person today. Maybe See, I think I got more angry watching Carnage Park just because I liked it up until it got, started getting so arty. And I was just like, no, stop. You're getting in your own way. <laughs> just keep doing what you were doing, man. Yeah. But that was good, and this one wasn't. <laughs> that one had potential. This one... It had potential. We just talked about all the things he could have done. Sure, sure. The difference between this and Carnage Park is that Carnage Park um, seemed like it was building something, but just didn't actually go there. I feel like that happens a lot with these like true stories, though. Yeah, because you know you don't want to fabricate this ending. Yeah. And so or, if, or not, not 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 so much that it it didn't go anywhere. It that it, the ending was kind of telegraphed, like it was kind of. Yeah, this one didn't go anywhere. Yeah, this one was just a straight line with absolutely no curves or anything of interest 
along the way. Yeah, that's fair. Um, so, yeah, okay. You talked me out of it. Two is a little harsh. I'll I'll say three, but I'm not going any higher. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, yeah. I think I've learned to not trust directors with a single initial as their last name. <laughs> Douchebag. Who else? Are there more? I don't think I only need one. Because <laughs> McG is three letters. Right. Fuck that guy too, though. Yeah. <laughs> Unless yeah. his name is Mick G. Mac G. Tell that Mick he just made my list of things to do today. Um. Yeah. So that's gonna do it for this episode. Uh, we'll wrap it up. Um, we'll catch you again in a couple weeks where we will be watching what? Model Hunger and Nina Forever. Right. That's Nina Forever. That's an older, not older, but like it's from like last year or something. Didn't it, it just came out on VOD or something? I don't know. It, it just, it's something I'd, I'd wa- I've been wanting to watch, but I never found the place to put it in the calendar. Um, and I just, I didn't have anything for the next episode. So. I think I think it might have like just recently come out on DVD and VOD. Oh, maybe that that, that could be. I don't know, um, but yeah, yeah. Until then, uh, check us out at graveplotpodcast dot com. Uh, subscribe to the show on iTunes or Stitcher, and leave us a review and a rating, and uh, follow us on all the social networks. Yeah. So back in a couple of weeks. Until then, I am Skeletoni. I am Taylor of Terror. This has been the Grave Plot Podcast, where we're all a little dead inside.